Welcome back to Conspiracies with Chase Abden, where we talk about big and small conspiracies. Make sure you follow us on all of our LinkedIn accounts and subscribe to our newsletter for weekly updates. Today's episode will be Is Earth Flat? The conspiracy comes from 1956 by Samuel Shinton, who founded the International Flat Earth Research Society. On October 1st, 1958, NASA opened. It focused on things like space exploration and human robotic aircrafts. With this organization also came many different conspiracy theories. We will save most of them for future episodes, but today we will be covering Is Earth Flat? You would think that when NASA would open, people would believe them and want to trust them when they say that Earth is round and not flat. But as they usually do, people will believe what they want to believe. NASA made a point to dispel the conspiracy on July 16, 1969, when they sent the first people to the moon. These astronauts were able to see the Earth in person and were able to see it that it was a sphere and not a flat disk. However, this was not enough for some since there are individuals who state that the moon landings never happened. Season 1, Episode 1. NASA isn't the only group who have evidence of a spherical Earth. According to Physics World, the idea that Earth is a sphere was also but settled by ancient Greek philosophers, such as Aristotle, who obtained empirical evidence after traveling to Egypt and seeing new constellations within the stars. This is cool evidence, right? People claim that the Earth is flat because the planet's surface looks and feels flat. That just makes sense, according to Live Science. So because the ground looks and feels flat, we are assuming that the Earth is also flat. It's logical. Not really, but... This weekend is Mother's Day. Your mom deserves a lot, and if you are looking for a last-minute gift, you should get your mom some of our merch. From tomorrow to Sunday, 20% off the entire inventory on our store. European navigators circled the Earth in the 16th century. Images from space were final proof if any needed, according to Physics World. According to Lift Science, Earth is a disk with an Arctic circle in the middle and Antarctica, a 150-foot tall wall of ice around the rim. NASA employees are the guards of this wall to prevent people from climbing over and falling off the face of the Earth. Or disk, sorry. A couple questions. One, where did the North Pole go? And how can people fall off the Earth when there's no gravity and an atmosphere? Well, there is no gravity. Because people took it a step further, and because it's a flat disk, it is now a large snow globe cover. How does the snow globe atmosphere explanation of flat Earth affect things like rising sun and rising and setting of the sun. According to physics world, to account for night and day, most flat earthers think the sun moves in a circles around the North Pole, with its light acting like a spotlight. Other sources claim that the moon, stars, planets are projected onto the dome to make it look like they are there. Many flat earthers also reject gravity, with the UK model suggesting that the flat disk 
itself is accelerating up to 9.8 meters per second squared to give the illusion of gravity. So now the believers think that one, gravity is not real, two, Earth is flat, and three, everything that is in space is on a rotating dome. Do people that think the Earth is flat also think that the moon landings were faked? Because the moon isn't real. Remember, it's on a rotating dome to make it look like it's there. And in some cases, there is no such thing as a moon. It's just projected. And today we did an interview with someone who strongly believes that the Earth is indeed round. Mr. Matthew Couch, a scientist and a science teacher at North Putnam Middle School, has answered some questions and has given his opinions on Earth being flat. Here is what he has. Um, joining us here today to give his view on Earth being flat is Mr. Matthew Couch. Hi. <laughs> uh, do you think Earth is flat or is it sphere-like? I am pretty certain that it's spherical. Why do you think this? Well, so there are many, 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 many mathematical properties as it relates to relative perpetual motion. Um, that when you compare the perpetual motions of spheres to that of objects that are flat, um, which I'm going to break into a moment and just clarify that the word flat to describe this quote-unquote theory, which I'll talk about theories in here in a second, but when someone says flat in relation to Earth, it, it, it's immediately discrediting, and here's why. To be flat is a two-dimensional property. So a sphere can be flat. A cube can be flat, right? Mm -hmm. So by definition, when you say flat, what you're really referring to is sort of a smooth surface of a shape. But that's a two-dimensional property. It's one that you have to examine just a piece of the shape as a whole. Does that make sense what I'm getting at with that? Mm -hmm. So when someone says, oh, flat Earth, there can't be any dimension to this uh, to this earth that they're claiming exists just because the the description of the word flat doesn't fully represent even that which they're saying it is they're considering it more like a coin where there's three planes that is a top a bottom and an edge mm -hmm. right uh, but but a coin like a quarter per se if you flip it over to the head side it's not flat. There's ridges on that coin. So you can't use the word flat. So just to clarify, uh, the word flat earth or the phrase flat earth is in and of itself preposterous because we know that that earth isn't flat. We know that the surface of the earth has curves like mountains and valleys. So flat is not the right descriptive word to begin with. So to anyone who is a, uh, or who, who does believe in this idea of the earth not being a sphere, whatever shape it is, I think they need to clarify what they mean by that. But as far as the perpetual motion of spheres relative to objects that are, um, well, I can't quite think of the shape off the top of my head, but more coin-like, um, it's pretty obvious, and, and I can prove that with basic tests as well. So, like, um, for example, there's a test, um, let me get down there, called the Horizon Model. And so let's say that, for just a moment, 
let's give in to the quote-unquote conspiracy mm -hmm. and say that the earth is more like a coin. Well, let's pretend like you're on a boat in the ocean and there's two boats. And I have a telescope made of convex and concave lenses. It's the way a telescope allows us to see farther than our human eyes will let us, right? If I set up the telescope on my boat and I tell you to drive away from me in a straight line, be sure to stay straight, okay. and continue on until I can no longer see you. Just keep going. If the Earth is this coin-like structure, or flat, as it's referred to as, the object would simply vanish because they would reach the point in which the top plane or bottom plane meets the edge, and it would just vroom, drop off. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a 90 degree turn. Whereas a sphere, if I put my telescope on my ship and tell you to go away from me, your ship slowly disappears bottom to top. That's a mathematical property of the, of the law of perpetual motion of spheres relative to a coin-like shape. So that's one example of a mathematical uh, or rather, that's observational, right? And that's a test that we could repeat. And that is actually, that actually leads to another interesting point that I want to make on this. And that is, people are using the wrong phrase for what it is they're trying to argue. Flat Earth is not a theory. It's not classified as a theory. It's a hypothesis. And here's the difference. A hypothesis is anecdotal. It's this sort of back and forth understanding that you and I could reach, but we haven't done any any uh, projects or any any uh, tests to quite see whether or not we're right or wrong. So in the case of flat Earth theory, I have yet to hear, I have yet to hear of any sort of evidence that is truly theoretical. And so what I mean by that is a theory in science is only proven to be a theory if it is backed by two things, one of two things, mathematical reasoning and models or repeatable observations, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, with my test, the horizon theory test, right? You can repeat sitting on a boat in the ocean, right? In non-inclement weather, because that's always the joke, right? People say, well, if, if there's bad seas, then the boat would just die anyway. Well, true, but by the way, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have bad seas on a flat earth anyway. So the, the sphere is actually what gives us waves. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. But be that as it may, let's just stick to the motion for a second. If I tell you to get on your ship and I'm on my ship with a telescope, and I tell you to continue, I can always see you disappearing bottom to top. The last thing I would see of your boat is the top. And so that proves that there's curvature. That's the law of perpetual motion of a sphere. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm getting at with that? Yeah. But because it's repeatable, because we can do this over and over and over again, and we'll get the same result every time, that then becomes a theoretical evidence-based claim. Mm -hmm. The flat earthers want to say, well, NASA's just lying to us. All these scientists are lying to us. Okay, here's what I say to that. Is it possible that they're lying to us? Yes, it is possible. 
prove it. That's my argument to them. So some sources are also claiming that gravity <laughs> yeah. is um, also fake because of the dome around Earth, flat Earth. Okay. So the last time I, I brushed up on, on this conspiracy, it was just flat Earth, but now, now it is assumed that there's a dome. Mm-hmm. And that the stars and moon and planets are projected on the dome. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. Explain Kepler. What do you mean? So, Kepler is a, is a spacecraft that we can actually see with our naked eye that is beyond Jupiter. And so, is the argument, therefore, that that is projected as well? If that's the case... If Jupiter is projected onto the dome, and so too is Kepler, the view that we get from Kepler would show the curvature of the dome. Because they're on the same mathematical plane. Mm -hmm. Right? It's the exact same property of perpetual motion that I described with the two ships, but instead of it being a concave curve, which is a rounded curve. It's a convexed curve, but it's the same exact mathematical principle. If you're on the same plane as something else that is on a curve, you would be able to see the curve. Hmm. So there's no possible way that that's the case, simply because when I look at Kepler with a telescope as it rests next to that plane, I recognize that it does not lie on the same plane because it's actually going past, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if it goes beyond, at least to my knowledge, humans don't have the technology yet to create any such illusion with a projector to where there are two planes. Not without there being some sort of eye assistance, mm -hmm. right? So what I mean by that is in order to project dimensions we have to have some sort of three-dimensional glasses. Do you see what I'm saying with that? Mm -hmm. So when, we, when you go to a movie theater, if it's two dimensions, you still see dimensions on the screen, but you don't see them in the way like we're talking here. You see them through a two-dimensional lens, the fourth wall, so they say, mm -hmm. right? But when I look in a telescope up at the night sky, and I see objects past one another, that's not what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is true three-dimensional properties. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that the, 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 the dome in and of itself is disproven for the exact same reason that Earth being flat is disproven. Mm -hmm. So why would you think that people think that Earth is flat? Oh yeah, I like that question. Um, I think the hypothesis is more of a cult hypothesis. I think people enjoy questioning authority, and I think that's good. I mean, Aristotle is a good example of why questioning authority is a good thing. But Aristotle was an anomaly in science. Um, so the history of Aristotle goes that um, it was long believed that, uh, that the Earth was the center of the solar system and everything revolved around it, and then of course Aristotle was like, no, it's, it's the sun, everybody, you know, and they ended up killing Aristotle for it. Here's the thing. 
in the case of Aristotle, there was no there was no foundational understanding of the difference between laws, theories, hypotheses. The way in which we did science was still trying to be figured out. Mm -hmm. And so with Aristotle, it was all about who believed who more. As mathematics has grown in our understanding of the natural world, so too then has our logic. Mm -hmm. And science is the combination of logic and math. And so people always want to reference Aristotle being right when everyone else is wrong, and that must mean that every conspiracy is right when every scientist is wrong. A good example, that's global warming, right? 98% mm -hmm. uh, of scientists on the face of the earth say uh, global warming exists. 2% are skeptical that, it's, uh, that it was recorded correctly in like the 50s and 60s. So those people who are naysayers to global warming say, oh, 2%, they must be the right ones. Look at Aristotle. Problem is the way in which we do science is far different than the way in which we do science back then. Nowadays we rely on mathematical properties and repeatable observations. In the case of the flat earth theory, um, I believe it's a cult in the sense that it's what they want to believe. Right. Mm -hmm. So cults are known throughout history, and this is more of a more of a cultural understanding of the world. Um, if you want to believe something, you'll find people that believe it. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. And so I think that the group in and of itself are unreasonable. I'll give you an example. Um, I forget the I forget who wrote this philosophical um, comparison, but there was a, a philosopher who wrote about uh, an imaginary group who lived in 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 uh, Antarctica. And they didn't believe in trees. So let's say you from Indiana, you go to Antarctica and you tell these people, no, there are trees. Oh, no, we've never seen a tree. So you pull out a picture and they say, oh, you must have drawn that or that's false. We've never seen a tree. There's no way this could exist. But remember, you will never, ever understand someone else's point of view. Mm -hmm if you're only surrounded by people who say the things that you say and agree with you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is much of what's happening in the flat earth uh, movement, so to speak. Um, but it's all anecdotal, much like, the, much like the Antarctica people and the whole picture being fake. It's anecdotal because it's convenient for the picture to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Because people don't like to be challenged on belief, right? Mm -hmm. Beliefs are things that make us who we are. And so it's difficult, especially as a scientist, to teach people about things that could challenge their belief of the way in which the world works, even though it's mathematically sound. And in case people don't know this, um, it's very, very hard to argue a mathematical formula that gives you the same number every time. Mm -hmm. Right? It's very, very hard to argue that. In the case of flat earthers, they're not arguing the math. They're arguing the pictures. Well, that's fine, but that only goes so far. So, and like I said at the beginning of this interview, could it be that NASA's lying to us and all the pictures are fake? Sure, but I'm not convinced from Hubble Telescope <laughs> that Earth is spherical. 
I'm convinced because of the tests that I can prove, mm -hmm. prove it with. So what would you say to someone who thinks that Earth is flat to try to convince them that it is sphere-like? Pay attention to the math. Do the tests. Do the horizon test. Or here's one that you can do at home, because clearly not everybody has a 20-foot ship out in the middle of the ocean and can sail away from each other. Here's the other test, and this one's probably my, my favorite test. Um, take an orange, a, a navel orange, a pretty big orange. Take a straw, a pair of scissors, a ruler, and maybe a knife to peel the orange with. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your orange, I want you to take your straw, take two equally lengthed pieces of the straw, like two centimeters, let's say. Hold the orange in your hand. Poke one straw into the top of the orange. Poke the other piece of the straw somewhere else on the top of the orange. Take a flashlight, turn it on, and hold it to where the straws cast a shadow on the orange. Now take a ruler and measure the shadows. They're not equal. Because the curvature of the orange suspends one shadow farther than the other relative to the way in which the light strikes it. Now you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Peel the orange, leave the straws where they are, lay the orange peel flat with the straw sticking out. Shine the flashlight in the same way that you shined it for when you had the whole orange. Measure the shadows, they're equal. That is going to wrap up today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, give it a five stars. Make sure that you follow us on all of our platforms for most recent and important updates. Join us next time for Season 1, Episode 5, Alaskan Mind Control, where we'll discover a possible mind control lab held in Alaska. I'm Chase Abden, signing off today, reminding you to buy your mom some merch, and to subscribe, and that Earth is round.